Welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Rebecca Reeds. And I'm your host, Craig Fay. And this week we are talking about Lilo and Stitch. Oh my goodness. I, <laughs> oh, buddy, what yeah. an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> I wasn't prepared. I wasn't ready for the amount of emotion packed into this movie because I hadn't seen it in so long. Yeah, same. And like, I was, I think I was a little bit older when this came out. So like, this wasn't like a childhood romp for me. Uh, so, but like, yeah, I, I keep forgetting one, how good this movie is. Oh, it's I excellent. enjoyed it. So good. But, but then that part at the end where like Ohana meets family and you're like, ah. Oh. Oh, it only got you at the end. It was like well, the whole no, way through. I, I was mean, just getting wave upon wave of like, Jesus Christ, this is deep. Oh, we got some deep cuts going. Yeah, no, yeah, I was. You definitely appreciate it more as an adult and like understanding kind of like what's what's going on and what's at stake and everything. It's uh, Oh, it's way darker as an adult because also like just Lilo's behavior the view of that as an adult is so much darker than when you're a child. When you're a child, you're like, oh, this girl's like unique. She's an oddball. Like she's she's me in some manner, right? Because everybody yes. always feels like some part of them is like that. And as an adult, you're like, oh, yeah, I could see why this guy wants to step in. Like I can yeah. see why this guy's like, hey, ooh, like I like you and you're doing a really great, you're, you're trying, I can tell, but... Something else needs to happen here. Yes. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Lilo's behavior for, through all this, like you do see in a new lens. And also Whoa. like the parallels between Lilo and Stitch and their behaviors and how they're they're acting. And we'll get into all of that mm -hmm. uh, in a bit. Uh, but I don't know. How would you describe the, the plot of this movie? Do you want to So basically we have an alien that has been created. Okay. So like a, a mad scientist has created this alien and he has these, he's essentially like programmed to be destructive, okay? He has a destructive tendency. So they're like, you know what? We got to send this thing out into exile. We got to get rid of it. They send it to Earth because they, well, <laughs> well he escapes to Earth, I yeah. guess. He escapes more. Uh, they, which is considered a, what is it? A preserve for uh, mosquitoes? Yeah, it's a nature preserve. <laughs> uh, for, which is just chef's kiss, one of my favorite jokes in the movie. Um, but yeah, and essentially, like, Lilo, who's this outsider, uh, adopts this alien. He goes undercover, basically pretending to be a dog so he doesn't get taken back and essentially, like, put in prison, I guess. And, um, yeah, and then they, you know, it's a Disney movie. We end up happy. We end up good. Stitch ends up staying because Lilo bought him for $2 and aliens are all about rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's a whole thing in there where Lilo is, you know, her sister is looking after her. Her parents have passed away. They're cl she's clearly acting out, having problems, has no friends, her, there's there's the social worker, Mr. Bubbles, who's trying to take, you know, who's about to step in and like take Lilo from the home. Like it's a, it, as you said, it's fucking dark. It like, is so it, dark. <laughs> it's surprising. It catches you out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, you get scared of your own stuff. I don't know. I just, sometimes I'm just like, it's almost like putting on a horror movie in the middle of the afternoon. You're like, I didn't, I didn't ask for this. This isn't what I thought this was going to be. <laughs> I want to see cute, cute little alien cartoons. I thought they were just going to sing a bunch and then yeah. that was going to be fine. And they don't, I don't think we think they sing in this one. This is like a non-musical uh, Disney version. Now, didn't they have one song at one point? I think there was a song it? that was playing while they were surfing. But I like see. the characters okay. weren't singing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, um, you know what? Still works. Still great. Yeah. Still a lot of uh, magical moments in this movie. Who are the villains? <laughs> and right. I say villains very specifically because I think there's more than one Yeah. Uh, in this movie. So I think in terms of Stitch, somebody's trying to get Stitch back is where I'm going to start with the villain. Mm -hmm. And I think so in that case, you got to go with... Uh, uh, I love his name, Jumba Jukiba. Uh, he's the and he's the mad scientist, right? Who yes. created uh, Stitch in the first place? And Pleakley, uh, voiced by Norm Macdonald, not Norm Macdonald, Kevin Macdonald from Kids in the Hall. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think like they're through a lot of the movie, 
kind of the the opposing force trying to like rip people apart. What did you think? Okay, definitely them. Also, um, the group of girls uh, yes. that will not accept Lilo is, uh, I would say, a strong villain in this movie and one I will defend. Yes. Certainly. And I would also argue that I, and I just keep calling him shark captain. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, captain Gantu. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I was like, every time I look at him, I'm like, that's a really cool look. I like that. Oh I yeah. Like how that badass. Yeah. But he, I just keep calling him shark captain anyway. Shark captain so I would say shark captains definitely one, um, <laughs> one of the, one of the main villains because he also takes Lilo at the end. Right. He does. And I'm also going to argue that. <laughs> and I, I would also go add one more to this. Okay. Which is uh, Bubbles. Uh, oh, yes, uh, of course, of course. Yeah, Cobra Bubbles, which is... Cobra Bubbles, the social worker <laughs> that is kind of forced to step in and be like, hey, this isn't going good. Right. And I think maybe... I mean, let's just start with him right off the bat. So first sure. of all, he's an intimidating guy. Yes. Uh, but he's not wrong or cruel at any point he is so nice like <laughs> so so nice is just like listen i'm gonna give you a few more days try and get it together i showed up your door is hammered shut <laughs> this kid how old is she i'm not saying like i could swing a hammer at a young age but i'm like that's impressive that's like a lot of nails like that girl yeah. Was we doing to, work quick. We need to focus this energy into something productive. You know what I mean? Because you're absolutely right. Like, uh, maybe she's like eight, six to eight, somewhere in there is my guess for uh, for Lilo. Yeah, and if she's hammering doors shut, get that girl into a wood shop. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This girl's got energy to spend. Okay. <laughs> energy to spend. Maybe she needs to spend more time at the beach or something. Yeah. This girl needs to get tired out, okay? Yeah. You arrive. Okay, first of all, this woman has kicked your car and wrongly <laughs> kicked your car because she ran out in the streets. That was not his fault. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, And I think this... he handled that pretty calmly where he's mm -hmm. like, yeah, that was you. That was you. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> they, go, they go into the building. She has left things on on the stove. Okay. Which I'm going to say is... Uh, that's not like she got locked out with things on the stove. She had left to go pick up Lilo before that, right? Oh, yeah, girl. So unless Lilo put those things on the stove, which I don't think she did, she no, still she's left too the house with things on the stove. Yeah. Too short. I, or maybe, I don't know. But yeah, it doesn't seem like, it seems like she definitely like left in a panic, okay? Which, you know, we all have bad days. Understandable. But I would say one would be maybe extra careful on a day, you know, the social worker's coming. Yeah. Um... You know what I mean? Have a little checklist, make thing, make sure that everything's going well for you. This guy steps in and I think, okay, and I honestly, you know, all this other stuff, I think maybe you could breeze over. Things happen. Kids are crazy. Okay. Like yeah. sometimes you lose control. Okay. Totally understandable. But if I walk in there and this girl's got, she's made voodoo dolls. Okay. <laughs> puts them in a jar with water, shakes it up. It's just like, my friends have been bad. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. We need to get several people on the phone here. This yeah. is five-star alarming. Yeah, and I don't think the solution is you take the kid away because, like, you know, it's family and that's all good and stuff. But, like, his, he makes some reasonable points where he's like, you know I can't ignore the fact that you lost your job, right? Like, you know... I know that you're trying, but you know that this doesn't look good, right? Like he's he's really trying to help out. I I love Cobra Bubbles as a character. <laughs> he is <Yeah>. fantastic. <laughs> like one of the first things Lilo asks him at a child, again, a child, is like, have you ever killed anyone? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I get it. And it checks out. It's it's great it's a great story of just like, okay, yeah, of course this child is is basically talking like an adult, mm. right? Like she has this very adult streak through her of like, oh, you know, my doll's head's too big because there's bugs in it. We have to perform emergency surgery. That's not necessarily what like a child would directly go to, I think. No, and it's, un and it's unfortunate because like, 
very often, you know, if kids are speaking like adults, it's because they're not allowed to be children, you know, like it's, you know what I mean? Because of whatever's happened in their life that they've needed to grow up or show that they are more mature than they are, which like in Lilo's case is she lost her parents and she's clearly having a, a hard time and all the rest, which is why she has to kind of do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we said, it's fucking dark. Yeah. <laughs> it's a dark, dark movie. <laughs> Jesus um, Christ. And just before we leave Bubbles, a couple other things that I really like that he did where he goes, you, like, and he's talking to uh, Nani, uh, Lilo's sister, is like, uh, I want kind of the whole family situation fixed up when I get back. I forget exactly what he says, but it's like, deal with this. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to Lilo and he goes, and you, I want this dog to be a model citizen when I get back. And it's like, he's giving her... <laughs> He, but like it's a really actually very wonderful and heartwarming thing where he's sort of using his authority to be like, here's a job for you and here's something that you can do to like help control yourself and learn how to get along with other things. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's like giving her a purpose and something to do, which like I absolutely loved. Like he's not going to judge whether or not he gets she gets taken away from the family about whether or not Stitch becomes a good dog, you know, but. He's like, you're part of this too, which I loved. I I really like Bubbles. Absolutely. (laughs) And to note, and I think this is very important, he only goes to take Lilo when the full house has blown up, which I think is a fair level to go, okay, yeah, this isn't a good environment. We got to Lilo almost drowned in the ocean. Their house blew up. Oh, (laughs) yeah, there's a lot, a lot has happened here. That is not good. So, and that's the level. And I think that's a fair level to cut somebody off. Your whole house has exploded and you weren't here because you were so (laughs) desperate to get a job instead of being like, Hey, if you wait five, I, that stressed me. That scene stressed me out so much because I was like, ah, like I would just wait the five minutes and be like, Hey, I, I have like a le- like a promise for a job. If you wait here for five minutes, I'll come back. I have a job. Does that help? It could that check? Can I talk you into this? Yes. Instead, I'm gonna leave my child this child alone again, which you told me not to do. <laughs> you very specifically told me not to do this. I know do this again on the morning you're coming. <laughs> yes, I know you're coming, and it's like, oh man, just yeah. You feel for Nani, don't you? Oh, you really do. Oh my heart. She's oh my god. So <laughs> the entire hard. time I'm like, listen, you're not making all the correct decisions, but I understand why you're making the decisions you're making. Yes. Like you are so in such a bad position. Everything is so desperate. It's like, man alive. Sometimes I watch these things, I'm like, how did this not penetrate my brain more as a child? Like, how did this, how did I not just have depression after watching that movie? You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) you know, catch all the subtleties, you know? Oh, yeah. Jesus, Murphy. Again, um, guys, if you want to go back and revisit this movie, great movie. If you're feeling emotional, mm, maybe another day. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Before we get on to the, uh, like, kind of the more major villains of this, I do just want to point out how much I love the movement in this movie. Like Disney movies always nail like movement. You know what I mean? Like 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 Snow White and the Seven Dwarves looks great. It looks like something's actually moving. Bambi looks like a real deer. But like there's something about this movie and the way that people move. Like first of all, that um, Lilo and Stitch are both so short. I find that very fun and funny the way that they move. Absolutely. Plus everyone is drawn with like legs like yes. actual legs like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, they don't yeah. look like they would tip over it's not like that disney princess thing of like oh everyone's so slender and and oh the wind's going to carry me away it's like no these people look like they actually like surf and have muscle and know yeah. how to like run and walk and can physically stand yeah, and maybe that's what it is where it's like the, the legs in particular when like Nani's like running a corner and you're like, yeah, like she could handle that. Like she's like, you know, on a 45 degree angle, like running around a corner and like you just you feel the weight of these characters and just how they move is like, I don't know, it's just uh, brilliant. Like I just it was somehow different from other uh, animated movies and like also the same level of excellence. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I, for me, it's just like how, how everybody was just 
properly thicker. Right. <laughs> I was like, thank God. We just need some thick people. Because they're not even thick. They're just like normal. They just look like normal people. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Just like they could stand, they could withstand, you know, if you blew on them. Yes. Um, and, and I think the ultimate version of that is when, uh, Lilo's t- teaching Stitch to do the hula or no, I guess it's Dan. He's teaching, she's teaching him to dance like Elvis and they do yeah. like the hip check thing and she shows him and he's going to go like, boom. And he goes, boom. And then he goes, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Elvis, the model citizen. So funny. I spit my milk. Oh my God. Yeah. Model uh, citizen Elvis. Yeah. Um, I would love to dive into the bullies. Yeah. Or I'm going to call them the bullies. Um, but I don't think they are because very clearly Lilo is the bully. <laughs> okay, so basically what happens is, is we see Lilo. She's, you know, free spirit. We love to see that. Independent woman. Absolutely. Get out there, girl. Do it. Um, but she gets back uh, to her dance recital. Not a recital, but like her dance practice. And totally... Wait. Just like absolutely soaks the floor. Everybody falls. Okay, whoopsie. And then um, she bites, punches, and pulls the hair of the like their like leader. Red, I'm gonna the call little her. redheaded girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah little yeah. redheaded girl. And then later, when they don't want to play with her, she's like, "Well, this is ridiculous." And it's like, "Well, yeah, I." I I don't want to play with people that punch me in the face either. <laughs> like that's just a general <laughs> no. rule I have. Um, yeah. If you punch me in the face, we're no longer buddies. Yeah, I, yes. I think that's fair. And then I she agree. goes and apologizes to her. She's like, "Listen, like I'm sorry I punched you in the face, and I'm sorry I pulled your hair, and I'm sorry I bit you." And she goes like, "You know, apology not accepted. Like I'm out of here." Her right. And then her right. They, and then they steal her bike. Because she yes. didn't see <laughs> And then they immediately, like a bully, like a bully would. <laughs> and they take your trunk here. You're not going to accept my apology? Well, I'll show you, said the kind person. <laughs> like, I'll show you not to accept my apology. You'll regret the day you didn't <laughs> accept my apology. <laughs> That's not a real apology, you know? Absolutely. Uh, and I will, but Stitch had a lot to do with that too. But like, mm-hmm. she's not, and that's another sad thing is like, she's not, she doesn't know how to make friends and she's lashing out because she's like frustrated and all the rest. But I think those kids are completely justified in their stance of like, we don't want to hang out with Lilo. Absolutely. If it was like a camera angle on them. That's a very different scene. That's a that's a that's a little girl standing up for herself and saying, "No, no bully. I'm not going to allow you into my life after what you've done. Yeah. We're done here. More, yeah. I need I need more time to heal." This from that girl's perspective, this movie is about the school bully adopting a monster <laughs> <laughs> that attacks people. Of what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's not that's not the the feel good story that it appears from the other angle. It's all about perspective on this podcast. Yeah, you know what I found what, as a, as an adult viewer, I'm like no part of me. Okay, if I'm like if things are chaotic at home, okay, I can't seem to get the dishes. Like everything's just kind of like you know slowly unraveling. I'm 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 losing control here. This is going poorly. My move would not be. Let's get a pet. Hey, why don't we get a little more responsibility up in here? Okay. Another mouth to feed, if I may. Um, Something that is going to, you know, poop and I've got to clean up after it and it's going to be good. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's not the move though. Like that's another bad call on uh, Nani's sake. This relationship uh, isn't going well. Let's have a baby. Yeah, <laughs> this is probably gonna probably gonna fix a couple of things up, isn't it? We get another person in here. Yeah, and I'm not saying dogs can't be good for kids and it can't teach them responsibility and all the rest, but not that dog. Like, put your fucking foot down. You know what I mean? Like, uh, or at least not in this moment is what I'm yeah. arguing. Not like, okay, well, you locked me out of the house. Things are burning on the stove. 
I'm having problems at work. Um, you seem to be chaotic yourself. Let's go get you a dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm all for the bullies, not the not the bullies, uh, for the girls standing <laughs> up to their bully who is yeah. Leo, uh, wanting to live their own life. I get that. Uh, Sometimes this podcast about- is hard. It hurts me to call Lilo a bully. <laughs> I'm like every time I'm like, but no, she's such an angel. Like I'm she just- kind of is though, and like that's not oh, absolutely. Fault. Like you know absolutely. what I mean? It just I feel bad every time. <laughs> yeah, like, oh. and she learns at the end. That's the mm. that's the important part. Just because you are a bully or have bullied people does not mean that that defines you for the rest of your life. But other yes. people have the right to be like, uh, no. Especially when you're children. Yeah. Like everyone's just sorting things out as their children. Uh, so uh, Jumba, uh, who is the mad scientist who created uh, Stitch, he kind of gets a bit of a redemption. Eh? Like he gets to like stick around. Well, the nice thing about this movie is that it's kind of, it really does that Disney thing where it's like villains aren't even really villains. It's kind of like there are some people that are kind of villainous and they they also have character arcs where they, you know, grow in some manner. And I think that would be definitely the case for the mad scientist for sure. But I also, I get what he does when he goes along because it's like, even the stuff he does that you would be like, oh, that's like violent. It's actually not when you realize that this thing is bulletproof. Yes. At no point can he kill Stitch. When he's shooting at Stitch, it's like, it's just trying to neutralize him so that it's he can take stun. him back. Yeah. And of course he has to take him back because this guy thinks, like, he did create him, but he thinks, like, all this thing is, is uncut, pure destruction. And we've just released it into the wild. <laughs> of course we have to contain this thing. Yeah. It happens all the time on Earth where it's like, oh, we don't know how this species of thing ended up here, but it's eviscerating everything. How do we stop this thing? Yes, it's he's an invasive species. Uh, they clearly care a lot about mosquitoes. Uh, Which is and, so funny. Oh, yeah, my so God. Good. Um, but yeah, like I agree, like the whole like alien council, they're like, we need to go and we need to get this thing back because, and, and for most of the movie they're I'll say right at the beginning to backtrack a bit when they're on trial, they do give stitch a chance to be like, just prove that you're like anything other than a destruction machine so yeah. program for violence and destruction. And he can't. Okay. Uh, and to be the- fair, though, I would find that moment irresistible. You know what I mean? You, <laughs> what do you, mean? You, you have the room's attention. Everybody's like, just say something. Yeah, like, <laughs> whoo, it'd be hard not to tee off a bit, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no? <laughs> just me? I just have Hang a little on. angry goblin inside of me screaming at all times. Is that just me? <laughs> so, let me get this straight. <laughs> You're in a little glass tube in front of yeah. a whole bunch of aliens. Mm, indestructible. Ind- you're okay. You're you're indestructible. That's yeah. fine. Uh, and they're like, "Hey, listen, we'll let you go if you can just prove to us that you're not a complete monster." Yeah. And your reaction as Rebecca Reese would be to tee off on these people? Maybe. I would just find, I'm just saying, I would at least be tempted. I'm just saying there would at least be, I would pause. I would I would have to take a moment and go, oh, okay, how do I want to play this? Because <laughs> there's a little part of me that just loves the chaos. Like It's just like, let's just see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> just, just like the, oh, I don't I, like you just sitting in that glass tube, be like, ah, I don't know. Uh, let me think about this for a second. <laughs> Does not instill confidence either. You know what I mean? Like if, if that was you and you're like, I was like, Rebecca, prove to me that you've got some <laughs> humanity in you. And you're like, ah, I don't know. Let me think God. about this. <laughs> no, I'm going to tee off on this g- galactic council. Just be like, and fuck you for being, a- you're not elected. Oh. You're not the boss of me. Come on though. Think about that. Okay. It has been a dream of mine 
to get amongst a group of people that I hate enough to be like, and fuck you and you and you. I, I, I've never had that opportunity and I'm really, I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure I'm going to have one in my lifetime. Certainly. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, I've actually fantasized about that too, where you're like, Oh, you didn't do your research. Whoever was in charge of hiring you for an event as a stand-up comedian did not do their research. And they're like, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Oh. I was like, the person who's going to be in trouble for putting me in front of this crowd. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I've had a couple of gigs I wasn't suited for, certainly. But suited and like... Uh, should not have ever passed a security screening. Not security <laughs> in like, you're going to hurt somebody, but just like, oh, the principles that this person holds up are in an exact opposite of ours. They should not be here able to hold a microphone and hold us to task, you know? Oh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> you know me, Rebecca. I'm always speaking power to authority. and Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a regular, uh, regular old stitch over here. Uh, yeah, but I completely agree with that council's decision to like have to go after him. To go after you know what decision uh, didn't make any sense to me though. I was like, okay, this thing is like pure destructive force. You're just like, well, exile <laughs> somebody else's problem. Shoot him <laughs> out. <laughs> like, well, just get him away from here. <laughs> Yeah, and I think originally they were going to put him on, like, an abandoned asteroid, which is, like, so he can't escape and he can't get to anybody, which is, like, way kinder than just killing him, I guess. I don't know about how much. Yeah, I mean, eh. uh, but no prison can hold this thing, clearly. Um, I I do think that, uh, Pleakley, was it? I think he got done dirty in this deal. I think he got done real dirty. The thin dude? Yeah, the thin dude. Oh uh, yeah, no, he really did. Because <laughs> he's, he's called he's called up just because he's an expert on the planet Earth, which is like to them a nothing backwater planet, right? They don't care about it. Yeah, uh, we're described uh, as like human beings are like not not considered intelligent enough to bring into this like galactic council. Yeah, essentially, we're, we're weird. We're we do all kinds of bad we're cows. Stuff. Yeah. Um, and so he, as just like this bookish scientist, is tasked to team up with a convicted felon who <laughs> yes. has created this monster. And and by the way, clearly lied to the council about the work that he's doing and all the rest because he tries to bullshit his way out of it right at the beginning, right? Oh, who like, wouldn't though? Come on. Like, oh, I've only, I'm just doing theoretical research. Like I would never do anything practical. And then they show them that, He's done something practical and he's like, yes, this is the destruction. So Pleakley gets stuck with this guy sent to some backwater place to try and, and contain and silently get the, the most destructive creature that's ever been made. Uh, and then gets like in shit for not doing it in a couple days. Yeah. And is like, basically it doesn't, don't the, isn't it like threatened? Like, oh, we're gonna throw you in prison too. Yeah, there's some, there's, there's some repercussion. Yeah, which for, is like, yeah, wild <laughs> because yeah. it's like how, <laughs> this guy is nuts. Although I will say he does consistently keep his like sciency, like he's very interested in what's going on with this this thing that he's created. He's like, oh, oh you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, oh, you know, that's really interesting. He's switching from like this destructive nature. Like, I thought that's all he knew, but he's kind of like shifting a bit. You know what's wild to me? That scene where they try and uh, kidnap him from the in the water. They're like, okay, he's too dense. He'll drown in the water. We can pull him down, handcuff him. It'll neutralize him, and then we can take him. And this thing is like holding onto Lilo's little leg and is like, oh, <laughs> if I drown, you drown. Did you not know this is like some sort of like death pact we have? Yes. Um, and, and that's the thing is like when they went after him, they didn't knock everybody off the surfboard. They just grabbed 
Stitch from the back of the surfboard. Like, yeah. very, very And then sneaky. he starts scrambling. And he's the one who starts bringing Lilo down, and he's the one who starts, uh, almost drowns himself. And, like, yeah, he's, he, for the first half of this movie, is everything that they say he is. Absolutely. Right? Like, he's trying to get off. He would go to a city and destroy it immediately if he was able to get off the island. Like, that was another very funny thing where they steal a tricycle and he's, like, tri- driving around the, the island really fast, yes. clearly trying to get to a big city. And she's like, isn't it great to live on a big an island where there's no big cities? And he just, like, loses it. Uh, love yeah, it. and then builds his own and destroys that. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I'm sorry, ne- it that always looks like fun. It doesn't matter what age I'm at, okay? Every time I see something even close to similar to that, I'm always like... Oh yeah, I would love to just build something up in my apartment, just knock it down. Yes. That seems like so much fun. <laughs> Am I crazy? No, you're not. Uh, you, you know those little uh, like the Hudson's Bay window ornament things uh, at Christmas, where they're like, "Here's Santa's little village," and it's like the display windows. Or oh whatever, yeah, and it's like the little train going through, and you're just like, "Yes, stomp, stomp." stomp. <laughs> Oh, Santa's a bad boy this year. Kick, <laughs> kick. Pick up, uh, just to pick up a model train and throw it. I, I don't know. I don't know how you could resist doing that. I wouldn't, but like the temptation is there. Oh, if I owned one, I would. I wouldn't undo the work because I'm like, well, firstly, this isn't mine. And also I know somebody that was paid minimum wage yeah. That made this, and then we'll have to fix it once I'm gone. So we can't be can't be doing that. But I mean, if I'm in my own home, I'm very tempted right now. I'm like, oh my god! After we get done recording, I'm just gonna stack all my pillows up in a room and just start thrashing. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, my I god! Can you guys tell that Ontario is COVID on fire right now? <laughs> like, can you, <laughs> I just keep coming up with fun things to do in the house. Yeah, <laughs> like, what? What would entertain a child that will also entertain me? Yeah, I got some boxes I could draw some windows on and fucking just kick in. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So there are some moments of this movie where I'm very much like, yeah, I mean, I'd do it. (laughs) I know it's not the best quality to have, but I would absolutely enjoy that thoroughly. Um, I would love to dive into uh, Shark Captain for a little bit. Because he, I would argue, he is, I, I would say, the most consistently the bad guy through the eyes of this movie. Sure. He's kind of like the harshest guy. He's the guy that's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get the job done no matter what. He's so, the guy who uh, Stitch escapes from at the beginning yeah. of the movie. Yeah. So we get this whole tome because he's the one that's supposed to take this, uh, take uh, Stitch off, off you know, far, far away, I guess, onto this asteroid. Um, and there's this moment where uh, Stitch bites him and he puts his gun to him. And I would like to remind you that this is way less evil when you remember that this thing is bulletproof, okay? Him shooting it would be the equivalent of him biting him. Yeah. That's not even that bad, you know what I mean? Like, the security guard's like, hey... Slow down. Whoa, buddy, you're on duty. And it's like, yeah, probably be fine. Um, secondarily. destroys that place. Yes, and that's what I was just, yes, absolutely. That was what I was just about to say. He, he thrashes this entire spaceship from the inside, out, like just tearing it apart. And again, that moment of like them shooting this thing. He's bulletproof. It doesn't matter. They're just trying to neutralize him. So it's like, maybe we can survive because we're in the middle of space right now. And if you thrash this thing to the ground, we might all die. And you don't <laughs> seem to care about that. Escapes. This thing escapes. Okay. So Captain Captain Shark, yeah, he's got a... He's got a it's almost like he needs to fix his what he feels like is his own mistake. Yeah, which I think is fair. He's like, I've got to go. We've got to. We've got to protect uh, this planet, right, from the destruction of this creature. Let's go mis- collect it. Let's go deal with it. Yeah, my mistake has led to a very violent creature being loose on an on a planet where 
people are defenseless against him. Absolutely. So, like a, a population that we think is so is running so below our our standard that we won't they don't know about us, they don't know we exist. Well, barely, I guess. We find out at the end a little bit. Um but yeah. So then, of course, goes to like clean try and clean up his mess. And I want to get to this. So this is kind of like the most evil thing he does, right? When he when he gets Stitch, he also takes Lilo. And he's like, little snack for the road. Okay. Very villainous thing to say. Not when you consider how this alien society views people. Oh, but by the way, I don't think he was saying... Did you interpret that as it was a snack for him for the road? No, for uh, Stitch. For Stitch. Yeah, he yeah. thinks Stitch is going to eat this girl. Yeah. He's uh, like, that's that's like you get a caterpillar and a spider in a jar together and you're like, oh, I guess I don't know which one eats which, but we'll see. Like, <laughs> Fight to the death. Yeah. Will a little girl or a destructive alien win? Go! <laughs> But he doesn't know anything about the aliens on this planet. Oh, uh, yeah, us no. being the aliens, right? Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't know. Like that could be like a venomous little girl, you know, that like attacks certain things or whatever. Well, I mean, I, so far, if yeah. he had been watching her, maybe stands to reason. She does bite. <laughs> she does bite. She's probably venomous. Uh <laughs> oh my god. Also, honestly, this isn't I know this isn't like the darkest part of this, but she a little child really liking Elvis is creepy to me. <laughs> you think so? Just like any child that loves like really like, I don't know, old school music or whatever. Like I always remember, I know this is like, this is like crazy to me now, but I was like, when I was 10, I was like obsessed with the doors. And now I'm mm-hmm. thinking back, I'm like, that must've been creepy to see a little 10 year old in the back of the car that knows all the words to like, Riders of the storm. You know what I mean? Just like this ominous little weird person. Yes, but but it's not like you came across that yourself by the age of 10, right? It's not like you were just like, yeah, I'm going to the library and looking up bands. Uh, oh, the doors, and I'm going to like rent their stuff and like listen yeah, to it. Yeah, you dude, were but doing the that. doors shouldn't speak to a 10-year-old. No, but you, <laughs> you, you were probably into them because your parents listened to them or like you had some like relative or family friend or something who played it and you... I, I would argue that it probably had less to do with liking the music and more to do with this is something cool to like. Like, you're cool if you like The Doors. Therefore, as a kid, I'm going to be into this. No? Mm, well, maybe. I'm going to have to go back through those diary entries. We'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Because, like, I don't know. I, I think, like, I was into stuff that, like, your parents played. By the way, this is this is going to be a bit of a side side. side sidetrack here but like i truly honestly believe this um there there is a group of people who will make claims saying stuff like oh they haven't made any uh good new music since the 70s like that's the only good music like classic rock right classic rock is the Mm -hmm. good rock and the problem is is when there are people my age saying that i was like because that's not fucking rock and roll you know what i mean you like that because your parents listen to that because that's what they listened to when they were in high school. So like you just only like the kind of music that your dad liked in high school. That's the least fucking rock and roll thing. In the world. <laughs> 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 you know, D- yeah, do what everyone else does. Listen to the music that's popular when you were in high school and form a solid opinion that that is the best music ever. <laughs> Never budge from it ever again. <laughs> Like you an know adult. <laughs> Nirvana is the best band because they were the band that were popular when I was figuring out what was popular. <laughs> you know? like, oh my God. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that. I, I always consider music like little time capsules of my life. So like every time I listen to a certain band, I'll just associate that with a time period. Sure. We if I listen that. to it enough, right? So sometimes it's just like, I can't have these things on constant rotation because like some of that, mm, let's leave that back there. Fair right? enough. No, and I know, and I do know people update their musical tastes and all the rest, but it's just like, I don't know. 
you oh, have yeah, so much I'm cool. time I'm to hip. invest in music when you're like a teenager and in high school and early university and you're just like, this is what my life is, right? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people don't realize that they get stuck in that state and the world moves on from them, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm more, I'm more like, I'm not going to learn TikTok. That's where <laughs> I stopped. <laughs> I was like, I'm just not, I, I've hit my limit. Oh, Rebecca, things are dropping off Craigslist much faster than that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Uh, yeah. No, not for me. Not for me, but that's okay. You get, you kids, you get out there. I'm not going to judge you. Although I'm tired of this, this middle part conversation. Can I just say this thing? This middle part where they're like, oh, you know, if you're old, you'll part your hair to the side. And it's like, yeah, and also if 61% of your face is on one side, maybe you can't part down the middle. Becky, you bitch. Okay? If I part my hair down the middle, you notice immediately how uneven my face is. You can't be doing that. There's a reason there's a side part, okay? It lets your face look good. <laughs> okay, I don't care if you make fun of us for my generation or our generation for having a side part. Mm-hmm. What bothers me is the people who care that we're being made fun of. You know what I mean? Like, just admit that we're adults and the kids are making fun of our backwards fashion. Just like we did. You know what I mean? Oh, no. You know what? I, I, I agree and just... The, the, the part pissed me off. All right, <laughs> the part, enough. I was like, how dare you? Skinny jeans, I will allow. I'm like, yeah, yeah you know what? We all do look like Humpty Dumpty out here. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, fuck. You should have seen... Yeah, just just what just if you think skinny jeans look ridiculous, uh, uh, look at to see uh, what we were wearing. Wide leg jeans, remember those? Oh, uh, uh, the wide the, leg, the frosted tips done up. That was me in high school, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bad look. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Little mod drops in there. Uh, yeah, man. I think I I would defend uh, Captain Shark Boy, uh, whatever his name is. I would defend. Uh, Peekly and Jumbo, who, by the way, get like exiled to Earth at the end for just kind of failing at an impossible task, which I don't think is fun. Although I think they kind of ended up liking each other, which I thought was nice. Yeah, I do like that. I also love at the end where they're like, "Okay, we're all hanging out together. Let's give this small child a hover car. Like God, God damn! Like that's uh, it's crazy how life turns around. Last week, uh, I, uh, social services was about to take me away from my legal guardian and only family, and this week I have a hover car. So yeah, <laughs> life comes at you fast, man. <laughs> life comes at you pretty fast. <laughs> oh God, yeah. <laughs> I don't know any other villains we need to cover in this. I think like, man, it's such a good movie though. It is again. Would really recommend unless oh. If you want to schedule a cry, because sometimes you do that, right? Am I wrong? Sometimes you're like, I just need to cry today. I don't know how, so I'm going to need assistance. This is, a great, this is a great place to start. Just throw yeah. this on. You'll, you'll get there. Oh, that, and I, 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 I would be remiss if I did not mention this, the final line right at the end where it's like, uh, Stitch finally is like speaking and he's like presenting himself well. He's like, do I have to get on the ship? It's like, if I do, can I... S- say something and he goes this is my family i found them all on my own it is little uh but and broken but good yeah Uh. it's good and you just go like oh oh (laughs) like that and like ohana means family like it's just it just and obviously the metaphor is is that stitched learning how to love and control his bad behavior is a parallel for lilo learning the same thing yeah, right. for sure. It, it it hits your it yeah, it just it hits you. I can't it's got it's got those up moments where you're like, oh, I wasn't excited. like even even the speed at which you get to a point where it can be upsetting, you're like, I didn't even expect this this close to the front end of this movie. I thought this was gonna be a final five minute situation. I was not prepared. <laughs> For this to be the roller coaster that it is, um, yeah. I mean, I would I would say that um, just kind of like to in conclusion for this movie, it's almost like everyone is a little bit of a villain, but everybody's right, and you can see everyone's points, and it's just a bunch of ch- people just trying to make it work. That's a beautiful way of putting it. I love that. 
<laughs> just everyone in this movie is just trying to make it work. My heart no goes out to all of them. Just everyone trying to make it work. You go, you go, Bubbles. You're yeah. just trying to make it work, man. <laughs> you saved the world, Bubbles. And this we family. find that out at the end. He saved. He actually at one point had saved the world because he was a CIA agent, and he was the one that convinced them that mosquitoes are an endangered species. And just, uh, yeah, think about that career trajectory for a bit. He was CIA, saved the world from an alien invasion, and then it was like, I need to change pace. I need a career change. And he went into child services. He's a man like, of what, the people. He's a, Yeah, he's like, this is how I can help. Yeah. Like, ah, you know I who I felt for about most him in more the movie? And more and I love him more and more. The guy I think I felt for most, though, probably had the least amount of screen time. In, and that is just my man trying to get some ice cream. Okay, just my man trying to get a little mint chip up in him. How can you? Sunburnt white guy? Sunburnt white guy? Okay, first of all, sunburnt is something that I I understand deeply, okay? And I hurt, and I understand why he so desperately just wants to have a sweet, sweet bite of mint chip. I was like, how dare you characterize my people? (laughs) No, it's fine. <laughs> <coughs> oh man! Uh, well, it see, it feels like it's that time, Craig, uh, yeah. for a uh, for a ridiculous scale, our <laughs> our villainous scale. What do you got for us this week? Yeah, so I've got the uh, uh, pet alien scale or aliens as pet scales. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I'm obviously doing uh, Jamba and Pleakley, the two the two uh, the dynamic duo that were sent to capture Stitch. Uh, so on a scale of Alf to ET, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to give them a Tribble because Tribbles are trouble, and they absolutely need to have something done about them. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Okay, I've got the. Um, Horrible things to burn on your stove scale. Very specific <laughs> this week. Um, from chili you've been working on for three hours to your favorite meal on a bad day, I am going to give them a uh, dinner for your mother-in-law. It might have been on purpose, but I can see why you did it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Very nice, very nice. Um, yeah, and before we get to our heroes and villains of the week, there is just a few ways that you guys uh, can help the podcast. So uh, if you're listening to this, if you're a new listener, hey, welcome. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, thank you so much for discovering us and telling your friends about it. Uh, really great. If you want to get in touch with us, uh, you can do that. We are on Twitter at VWR Podcast. We're on Facebook at villain, that the Villain Was Right. And if you have audience suggestions, we do audience suggestions. We love it. It helps us out. We haven't seen every movie, and uh, we're not always sure if the villain is right. So if you have a suggestion where you think the villain was right, uh, you can email us at villainwasright at gmail.com. And if you have a couple bucks uh, that you want to help the podcast financially... Of course, we've got Patreon. Yes, if you're looking for some extra content, you can hit us up at patreon.com slash villainwasright. Um, we've got a couple of tiers. Our biggest tier is seven bucks a month, and you can get two bonus episodes where we're loosey goosey. We're talking it up. We're do, and that is where we absolutely do audience suggestions or like our Patreon suggestions. So if you are a Patreon already and you want to hear us talk about a movie, shoot us a message. We will do it eventually. <laughs> Sometimes we get a lot of suggestions. Uh, we're working our way through them as we can. But uh, we have a super fun time on those episodes. And, of course, it gives you more uh, voting options for our audience choice polls every month. Hit us up at patreon.com slash right, And you can always grab some merch if you're feeling us for some merch. We've got some really cool uh, T-shirt designs and, you know, quotes, things from the things from the podcast. Also, if you want to see something, if you're like, hey, I would love this on a T-shirt, message us. Let us yeah, know. We'll, we'll we try and do. make it happen. Why not? Yeah, uh, particularly there is a Disney, uh, oh, sorry, uh, quote, quote, Disney uh, <laughs> version of, uh, of our Villain Was Right merch with uh, Scar, Ursula, and uh, uh, Gaston, as well as, uh, I, I forget who the fourth is right now, but, uh, oh, uh, um, Captain Hook. 
and uh, or as we described them on uh, T Public, uh, due to some uh, <laughs> issues that we had with a uh, Catwoman and uh, Warner Brothers, uh, we now describe them as a uh, uh, octopus sea witch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a 1700s uh, French uh, peasant hunter, <laughs> uh, uh, Captain uh, uh, a Prosthetic, I believe is what he is, uh, is Captain Hook, and uh, a Facial Deformity Lion is the one. So if you want to check check out those designs, uh, they're by a really cool artist, so check them out. Yeah, uh, com. And now it is time for our heroes and villains of the week. This week, I've got a hero. Well, I've got two heroes, actually. Just a nice, light little story. Um, so my brother is a super, super helpful person. Just like all around nice dude. Anyway, he every year will change um, our tires for us, which is amazing because I am useless. I don't know. How to do I've watched him do it like three times already. I'm still like, eh, maybe I can do it. I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, my brother's been working overnights, so his schedule is all over the place. And one Saturday, we woke up to um, to a text just being like, hey, do you mind if I change your tires? I feel like now's the time. Um, and I looked outside, and he was already on it. Like, he was already, he was halfway done. I was like, okay, today is the day. Let's do it. That's great. Anyway, so I go out, because I'm not going to just watch him do it. Like, I'll, I'll come out, help, you know, move some stuff. If I can help at all, I would love to. Um, and we're standing out there getting it done. And this guy walks up to us again. It's like 8 a.m. It is so it's early. Um, and this guy walks up to us and he's like in Toronto. You can always tell like so sometimes people are a little off, whatever. But most of the time, if you're just pleasant with people, they'll move on. You know, they're, they're they just want to have a quick chat. They just some people just want to talk to somebody, which is fair. So this guy comes up to us and he's got a full bag of tools, like proper, I can tell. And he's like, hey, and I just thought this was so nice. He's like, hey, do you guys need any help? Because I think he thought maybe like we'd blown a tire or something, like this was an emergency or whatever, right? And I was like, oh my God, no, but like, like that's so nice of you to pop out here and ask us that. Thank you so much. Like we've got it handled. Truly so nice though, dude. And he goes, oh, yeah, really nice day out, isn't it? You know, the only thing that sucks is he's like, I've only, I've left my house. I'm like one block away from my place and I've already lost my glasses. And I'm like, do you, do you mean the ones on your head, friend? And he goes, and he, and then it's like he's lagging, like he's buffering, like he had that spin going, you know what I mean? And he just slowly grabs the glasses from the sunglasses from the top of his head and pulls them down and he goes, oh, man, thank you so much. You've made my day. He's like losing it. And he walks away and I'm like, man, that was weird. And my brother looks at me, he's like, yeah, of course it was weird. That guy was stoned out of his mind. And I was like, he was not. And he was, yeah, he was. Could you not smell that? I couldn't because I had two masks on. I've been double right. masking it because everything's popping off here, right? And this guy it apparently just smelled like he was soaked in weed. <laughs> so why did he have tools? Was this just his, because like... I Okay, this is what I think. Okay, I think this guy, 7 a.m., just wrapped a bong, all right? Pandemic, I'm not here to judge you. Good for you, you're getting through your day, okay? Fair enough. All right, just ripped the bong, saw a couple of people that might be struggling outside and thought, you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna be a nice dude today. I'm gonna go out and help these people, which honestly respect. That guy is a hero. And you know, my brother's a hero for coming, as always, to change our tires. <laughs> Oh, that's that's all. That's really nice. That's a nice story. I I really enjoyed hearing just like it's just a dude who's high trying to help somebody I out. Think I think that's what it. happened. I think yeah. it was just a dude that was just like, ah, oh, you know, I'm a little high. I don't want to help some people out. And I think we, that's nice. <laughs> we need that in our lives because uh, because uh, of exactly what you just mentioned, where things are popping off in Ontario. So here's my villain of the week. <laughs> uh, oh my god, get in here because it's going to get a little political. My villain of the week is Ontario Premier Doug Ford. Holy shit. Yeah, he's the worst. (laughs) Uh, If you are not from Ontario, here is a quick rundown of exactly what is happening. So while the rest of the world uh, seems to be getting back to normal and uh, slowly vaccinating their populations and all the rest, particularly in the U.S., uh, Ontario, which has been doing pretty well through this, 
uh, all things considered, is doing way shittier now. Worse than it's ever been before uh, at any point up until now. We're in deep into a third wave. We're deep into lockdowns. And I think one thing we've learned over the last, like, I'll say five years is uh, uh, that the bare minimum you expect of a leader, regardless of your uh, political views or whatever, is that they are a competent manager. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, that they can just, like, actually do a thing and complete tasks. And this guy has... So he started opening patios as numbers went up. Like he's like, restaurants can now open their patios. And all the science advisors were like, this is a bad idea. Don't do this. So all the restaurants ordered all their stuff, staffed up their kitchens, bought all their supplies. And then we got this huge surge as predicted. And then the next week he shut down the patios. So like restaurants are fucked. Uh, and then he didn't do anything for a while. Cases were again surging. And then he came out one day and was like, yeah, we're going to uh, empower the police to stop people on the street and uh, closed playgrounds and like outdoor spaces and was basically yelling at us for not following directions. Meanwhile, all the 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 cases are in like Amazon war- warehouses and stuff like that. And all these businesses that he refused to shut down, all in poor neighborhoods, all in marginalized communities and wouldn't redirect any vaccines their way or anything. And so all of Ontario flipped the fuck out, yeah. like calling it for him to resign. Uh, and then he went into hiding after backtracking on a whole bunch of this stuff. And uh, then we learned that he tested positive or had been exposed to COVID. So that's why he was hiding. But then a news story came out where his staff are trying to uh, get him a laptop and teach him how to use it. And that he currently uses a BlackBerry from like 2013, uh, which he has a stack of. (laughs) That's a very specific look. Yeah. That is... (laughs) And by the way, this man has been accused of being a drug dealer in the past. And that all checks out. It does. It actually really does. If you live in Toronto, you probably are associated with at least one person that can confirm. (laughs) (laughs) Which, whatever. Uh, He'd be doing less harm that way. But here's the thing that got me, which was just, yeah, and his BlackBerry isn't very good at opening attachments. And I was like, I'm sorry. If I'm a scientist and I'm trying to send the premier head of government numbers as to how COVID is doing in the province, guess how I'm going to do that? In a fucking attachment. So this guy hasn't been able to open attachments on emails for the entire (laughs) pandemic. He's been basing it all off of his horoscope, I'm pretty sure. Oh, it's like, it's, and he's ignored every uh, suggestion that the science committees are making. They're throwing up their hands. And basically what you have is a rebellion in Ontario right now where all the local health units are shutting down businesses that have more cases. They're shutting down the schools. They're doing this. So like they've just abandoned the the government and are kind of doing whatever they want, which in some ways is good and in some ways is bad. But it's just like literally the most incompetent leadership I think I've ever seen in my entire life. I fucking broke down crying uh, <laughs> the one day where he was going on about his bullshit. I've had it. Game over, man. Fuck that guy. Uh, <laughs> that's my that's my villain of the week. Uh, resign, you piece of shit. <laughs> resign, you piece of shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. A lot of us have been singing that lately. Um, yeah. There's been a huge breakdown. Yeah. So I'm sorry for being such a bummer, but it's just like Ontario is. Uh, we're not doing good. Ah, no, anyway. we are not doing well. Um, <laughs> as always, guys, you can follow me at Rebecca Reads on any platform of your choosing. Yeah, and you can follow me at Craig Fake Comedy on uh, Facebook or Twitter. And uh, yeah, that's me doing the uh, that's me doing the out today. Sorry, I'm still all, all on that. I'm just like fucking can't you're, open. You're raging, attachment. Craig. You're uh, raging. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Rebecca's got it from here. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, guys, that's us uh, for The Villain Was Right. Uh, tune in next week where we are doing, uh, we're on a surfing theme uh, for the last couple of weeks. Uh, point Break, everybody. A little Keanu Reeves, a little Patrick Swayze. Uh, so tune in next next week for that. And until then, this was The Villain Was Right, reminding you that Ohana means <laughs> The Villain Was Right was produced by Andrew Ivamy for the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as YouTube series, webcomics, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com. <laughs>